0: Greetings, friend, and welcome to the Between the Covers podcast, a place where we are learning to become the heroes of our own story. I figured a good place to start is just to introduce myself. Who is Marcus? And the easiest place to begin with in this conversation is I am a husband, I'm a son, I'm a brother, and I'm a friend. Those are, those are pretty easy I have been married to my wife now for over 13 years, and we are more in love now than we've ever been in even like back when we were dating. Our our marriage is really strong, and I couldn't be happier. I am one of three sons, three children in my family, and I am also a twin. I have an identical twin brother. And we used to have a very strong twin bond when we were growing up. And unfortunately, that bond has very much diminished over the years. Really, the only thing that seems to be identical about us is kind of how we look. But other than that, we are just completely different people. A little bit about my story is I went to school to become an elementary school teacher, and after subbing for seven years, I really got burnt out from it. It was really hard for me to find a job. Had I chosen to endorse in bilingual in Spanish instead of going with teaching English as a second language, it might have been easier for me to get a job. However, Seven years of subbing and I I was burnt out and I thought it was the most expensive mistake that I ever made in my life. It turns out that wasn't the case because I'm still using what I learned while I was becoming a teacher now as a recovery coach. I work with men one-on-one online in order to help them overcome unwanted sexual behavior. That is a part of my story and I'll get to that a little later. I am a certified recovery coach through the Connecticut Community of Addiction Recovery and I was also trained as an inner child recovery specialist through Pure Life Academy and I did not realize that when I was going to be working with men, helping them get down into the true causes of what's bringing out this unwanted behavior in their life, regardless of what the addiction is, that I was going to be using some of what I learned through my college years trying to become a teacher. Because even though I'm working with adults, I'm still working with kids. And I don't mean that to be condescending in any way. I have grown and matured a lot, especially just over the last five years. And I, oh boy, where do we even begin with that? There's probably going to be more stories about this as I continue this podcast and just sharing some more of my own story. But needless to say that when my wife and I got married, I was definitely a child. I was absolutely a child in a man's body, and it created a lot of conflict, and I almost ruined my marriage because of my own addiction within the first month. It's a bit of an amusing story, but I used to say that I almost ruined my marriage within the first year, and then I spoke with my wife about it, and she had reminded me that, no, it was actually within the first month. So, yes, what I was saying was true, and at the same time, it was even worse than I imagined. So what I do now is I take this aspect of my life and how I have grown, how I've matured, and how I have just found freedom in just my own self and in my own marriage and life, And I take that and I bring it to the people that I work with and the people that I serve. And I'm a recovery coach, a teacher, and I'm also a healer. I use all of the tools and all of the skills that I have learned. And I use my own story in order to connect with others, empathize with where they're at, and help them find healing from whatever it is that's hanging them up. For those of you who are watching this on YouTube, it's going to be a lot easier to notice this, but I am also a gamer, and I infrequently stream live on Twitch. I have been an avid gamer ever since the Nintendo Entertainment System came out. I don't even remember how old I was. Yet I remember growing up playing the original Mario Brothers, The Legend of Zelda, and I, even before then, we had an Atari. And gaming has just been a part of my life for a long time. I'm one of those people where I will play video games like I read a book. I'm always in it for the story. And if I am playing a game that doesn't have much of a story, I will get bored of it really quickly. However, If it has a really compelling story, if the plot and the characters just keep driving me forward, I won't want to put it down. I want to figure out what happens next. Within that same vein, I'm also an avid Dungeons & Dragons player. I was introduced to D&D back in 2018. I had some friends who were going to be taught how to play, and they invited me to, to come along. They're like, hey, Marcus... We feel like this is something that you'd be interested in. What do you say? We'd love to to have you join us and and learn with us. Having originally grown up believing that Dungeons & Dragons was some kind of, I don't know, evil in the world or something like that. I was a little hesitant at first. And then I'm like, you know what? I trust these people. Let's, let's go ahead and try it. Why not? And oh, am I so glad I did. Because it is another form of storytelling. Only I am a contributor to it along with other people. And I love these adventures. Ever since I was a kid, I've just been enamored with swords and sorcery, knights in shining armor who are rescuing damsels in distress. That has just been a big thing in my life since I was a kid. And so I naturally gravitate towards that, whether in games, in tabletop role-playing games, and in books and movies. I am just all over those, and they are one of the greatest joys that I have in my life. I also consider myself a bit of a treasure hunter, yet not a typical treasure hunter. I'm not one of those who has traveled to distant locales and Bring along my metal detector in order to find things that are buried underground. I Geocaching became a thing that just wasn't something that interested me as well. And yet, again, if you're seeing this on video, it's going to be easier to tell. I've got stuff all around me. I have some shelves that I'm looking at them in my camera here. And there is Tyrion from the Diablo series, I've got a Funko Pop figure of him, I've got a collection of swords here on my right, my desk in front of me has bobbleheads, has the Master Sword letter opener, I have these metal posters that just celebrate all of the fandoms that I enjoy. And I like to collect things, much to the chagrin of my wife who is more of a minimalist. That <laughs> is an area that we don't always see eye to eye in. And yet I love to just collect. It's it's one of the things that I get a lot of delight in. I am a creative. I love storytelling. I love writing. I love to bring people into these ideas and these adventures. You'll notice there's a reason why I jive with fantasy adventure games and novels and Dungeons & Dragons because I love to bring people along on these journeys. It is an incredible expression for me. It allows me to play around with different ideas. I get to just enjoy... Oftentimes, the character's developing in ways that I didn't even anticipate. And that's one of the things that's so cool about this. In terms of writing, if you're not familiar with how writers will describe themselves, there's two different types or two different, not types, camps. There's two different camps of writers. And they are called plotters and they're called pantsers. Plotters are those who craft an outline, they know all the different beats in the story that they're going to be hitting, and that's how the story is going to go, and then they just fill in the gaps in between. Pantsers, also known as plungers, are the people who are flying by the seat of their pants, or they're just plunging into the pool, both feet, not a care in the world, They might have an idea, and then they just play around with it, and they just kind of follow the story and unearth it or unveil it as they go in the process. I'm very much more in the plunger or pantser camp of writing. I love, I get this little seed of an idea, I have these characters, and I'm like, oh, what's going to happen? I'm going to start here. And we'll just kind of see what happens. And a great example of this, I am aspiring to be an author. And due to my own self-esteem issues and self-confidence, this has been a journey of over 20 years. And I'm still not close to getting a book published. However, while I was working on this fantasy fiction novel that I'm now working on, like, the fourth version of it. And this is the one I hope to take to a publisher. I just had this idea. My hero's walking through this town. And this is a town that he's he's a part of. I guess this is going to be story time with Marcus right now. And there was a character that was just in the background. I didn't plan to have this character there as I was just riding like the this scene She was just there. And I'm like, oh, oh, this is interesting. Why is this character standing out the way that she is? Besides the fact that she was physically very different from all of the other people within the scene. And yet. This character that I didn't even plan to be in the story became such an integral part of the entire adventure and a much beloved character that when I was having some of my family read through a much earlier draft, my twin brother threatened to disown me if something bad happened to this character. That is one of the things I just love about creating, about writing, about crafting these stories. I love being surprised myself at what takes place in these stories. When I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons, whether I am the one running the campaign or I am a player, I'm not the one in control. Even when I know what's going to happen, players are going to do something totally off off the beaten path. And I love that. I love just figuring out what the characters are going to do and how that's going to impact the story and the world. And I just, I cannot get enough of it. I honestly, I really cannot get enough of it. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this topic, but one thing that's important to know about me is I was raised and grew up as a Christian. I went to a Methodist church And then for a time I was in a Southern Baptist. I was in more of a charismatic, evangelical. I kind of been all over the place. And that's just something that I feel is important for people to know. Yet I'm also intrigued with other religions and other forms of spirituality. I bring that up just because... While I have a background in Christianity, that doesn't mean that this is going to be a podcast just for Christians. It is something that's going to come up, but I want everyone to be welcome here. Regardless of your faith, regardless of your race, regardless of your background, your sexual orientation, I don't want anyone to feel excluded Because we all have important stories that are worth telling. That's why I say that all the time. That's why this is called the Between the Covers podcast. Our stories are important. And we all have something valuable to bring to the table, to bring to the world, to bring to society. And so if it seems that a lot of what I end up sharing about tends to have more of a Christian twist to it, first of all, I apologize it is a big part of my life. I have been involved in this this faith for more than half my life right now, and it's had an impact on me and yet, I also do not want people to think that, oh, this is just another cisgendered white man talking about you know things that are Christian or anything like that. Everyone is invited to be here. All right, enough about faith and spirituality for now. One of the other things about me, and I touched on this a little bit earlier in this episode, is I have wrestled with an unhealthy relationship to food and with compulsive porn use for well the the food has been an ongoing thing, and the porn use was something that was a part of my life for twenty years and I am so thankful right now to be able to say that I am working on my ninth year of not turning back to my unwanted sexual behavior It's a reason why I'm a recovery coach helping men in this area is because. That's my experience. I want other people to have this same level of freedom that I've been able to find. It has been so liberating not to have this thing that almost ruined my marriage within the first month. And that is a big part of my story. A big part of my story is I've had these hangups. I've had these maladaptive coping mechanisms that for a time served me, and have been causing me problems ever since. Anyone who sees me in person will recognize that food has not served me very well. And it's a continuing journey. It's something I'm working on. I'm not ashamed. It's where I've been. It's where I'm coming from. It's how I am continuing to grow and mature as a person. And I'm okay with that. I am a lifelong learner. Right now, my wife and I, with some of our Dungeons & Dragons friends, are learning Japanese. I have always wanted to learn Japanese. I have always wanted to visit Japan. I have always wanted to visit like Scotland and Ireland. I've wanted to go to China. I've wanted to go up north to Canada. I have wanted to visit all of these different cultures, all of these different people, and just experience the diversity of the world around me. I, I live in a very white community. There's, I mean, I don't even really know what white culture is. And I kind of think that's a big problem with me is I don't even know what that looks like. And yet I would be described as a xenophile. I love to learn about other cultures. They fascinate me to no end. I constantly want to improve myself. I read self-help books. I read recovery books. I read fantasy fiction novels, and I just, it is what I do. I use these as a means to learn and to grow And develop myself so that every single day, I'm a bit of a better person than I was the day before. And the last thing kind of ties in with being a lifelong learner is I am curious and I am compassionate. It's one of the things that has helped me become the kind of coach that I am today. I... Constantly ask questions. I constantly want to learn the why behind some of the choices that my clients have made. I constantly want to learn about why I'm doing what I've done, why I say some of the things that I do. And this is something that has served me very well over the last eight years. Yeah, over the last eight years is becoming curious and asking questions and being compassionate, not just with myself, but with others. In fact, maybe even for you, it has been so much easier to be compassionate towards others than it's been to be compassionate towards yourself. Oh, that has definitely been my story. I would have so much grace and acceptance for what other people have done, and I make one little mistake, and I just destroy myself over it. (sighs) And that's something I don't want to go back to. I don't want to go back to criticizing, condemning, shaming, judging. I don't want to go back to any of that. We honestly have enough of that. In society today, I want to become curious. I want to be compassionate. I want to empathize with whoever it is that I'm speaking to. I want to put myself in their shoes and experience what they're experiencing so that I can honestly look them in the eye and say, Wow, that sounds and feels so difficult. I'm so sorry. Or, Someone is celebrating something incredible. And I can legitimately be excited and celebrate with them. And just ask questions of, wow, how did you get here? What's it feel like? And yet, that's also something that's still a relatively new area for me. And it's something that I enjoy. I'm thriving. I can't believe I get to do what I do. I honestly can't believe I'm starting this podcast. That is a brief introduction to me. And it is my hope that my story will continue to inspire you to become the hero of your own story. Because that's what I'm trying to do every single day. I'm tired of being the victim in my story. I'm tired of just letting life happen. I am tired of feeling like I can't do anything or I'm not good enough. I don't want that to be my story. I don't want someone else to step in and be the protagonist in my story. I want to have that role. And so I do hope that As I continue to share more about what I'm learning, continue to share more about what I've been through, that it can help you. It can help you become the hero of your own story because we all deserve that. We all deserve to be the heroes of our stories. Thank you so much for taking this time to just listen a little bit about who I am, about What's brought me here and why I've decided to do something like launch this podcast and let us continue to work together and inspire each other to be the best people that we can be. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you like what you're hearing and you're interested in working with me, there is a link to my website in the show notes and also a link just to schedule a free 50 minute one on one call with me let's get the conversation started. Also, please rate and review this podcast so more people are able to find it. Thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to talking with you again soon.